Welcome back to Man Coverage. I am your host, Mario Estev. We are back with some more roster resets. We've done the NFC North, we've done the NFC East, and now we are doing the NFC West. Um, if you're new to this podcast, um, I usually uh, am talking about sports, mostly NFL here on this one. I also got another podcast called Top 10 Tuesday. If you just look that up on Spotify, it should come up where uh, I do top 10 lists of any categories with, you know, one of my friends and we compare our list and see, you know, where it takes us. But right now you're on man coverage and uh, what the roster reset kind of series is, is um, I look through each division I kind of look at what they did in this off season, this dry period of the NFL right now, and you know see if they got better or worse, and try and place them uh, within the standings for next season. But we're starting with the NFC West this episode, and we're going to start with the last place team, the Los Angeles Rams. Who it's crazy to think how two, they're two years removed from Super Bowl champions to now being last place in this division and it's not looking like they're going up anytime soon so obviously their quarterback is uh matthew stafford you know traded to the rams uh two years ago and he won the super bowl but what the rams do they they trade a lot a lot of the picks it's it's like a madden strategy almost and they trade them for guys who could win now. And, you know, that panned out um, two years ago because they got a Super Bowl win. But now they are realizing that those picks mean a lot and they can't build for the future. And those guys, those star players that allowed them to win now are, you know, a lot of them are no longer on the team. So was it worth it? That's up to really the person, I think. For me, yeah, I mean, they got a Super Bowl win. I think if they didn't get a Super Bowl win, obviously it's not worth it, but they got that win. Um, but it's just now, hopefully, they're they're kind of on the down now. So Matthew Stafford, though, dealt with injuries last year. Also getting up there in age, so we'll see what happens with him. But uh, really, it, it all comes down to the quarterback. Then running back, they got Cam Akers. No more Daryl Henderson. Moved on from him. Cam Akers, also another guy who's injury-prone. But when healthy, I think he's a solid running back. They also got Sony Michelle there, too. And, um, you know, the Rams like to do kind of a one-two punch. So we'll probably see both of them in the backfield next year. But now I think Cam Akers is really the, that starting guy. You know, it used to kind of be him versus Daryl Henderson. They kind of, like, competed for it. But I think it's it's Cam Akers now at the one. And then it's Sonny Michelle as the backup. And then receiver, you know, Cooper Cup. The Triple Crown winner when they won the Super Bowl. Triple Crown meaning leading the league in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. You know, he was Matthew Stafford's guy. And... Again, injured last year. So, you know, maybe the Rams aren't, you know, on the down because they just had 
you know, poor timing with injuries last year, which could be the case, but I still think Cooper Cup is a top 15 receiver in the league. I mean, look what he did two years ago. May have been the system he was in, may have been Matthew Stafford, but you have to give credit to Cooper Cup, and he's a great receiver. But then their receiving core kind of dies down there. They got Van Jefferson at the two. And that's kind of it. You know, they, they signed Demarcus Robinson. But heavily going to be a reliant on Cooper Cup. Whereas, you know, Van Jefferson, he's a solid receiver. But filling in that number two spot, I don't know. That, that's a big, tall task, especially with Cooper Cup. Probably going to be doubled um, most of the time. But their tight end still is Tyler Higby. I think he's one of the better tight ends in the league. I think if you look at like rankings of tight ends, you have Travis Kelsey. He's in his own. Then you have the great ones like Hawkinson, Kittle, Mark Andrews. And then, you know, good, which is... I still wouldn't think Higby would fit into good. I think good is like Darren Waller when... You know, when he comes back, or Evan Engram, uh Yeah, those kind of players. And I think Higby's just under that. But still, a reliant tight end. And um, he's going to have to be doing a lot of work now, you know, with um, not many receiving options. And then their offensive line, you know, two years ago, no more Whitworth. But uh, I do like the draft pick of Steve Avila, the interior offensive lineman. You know, you got to protect the uh, the old guy, Matt Stafford. Make sure no one's hitting at his, his elbow, his arm. So that's the offense. I mean, obviously looks different from two years ago. No OBJ, no Whitworth, like I said. But you still got Stafford. You still got Cooper Cup. And those are the MVPs for you two years ago. So hopefully they can return back healthy. Now we look at defense. And this is where it kind of takes a turn. They still have Aaron Donald. For how much longer is the question. For how much longer can he, you know, continue his dominance. Last year he definitely regressed. And it could just keep going down with his age. And other than Aaron Donald, I mean, there's not many players that have been on the Super Bowl roster. Honestly, I don't recognize any of these uh, players, actually. So... We'll see what happens with the Rams, but all their guys from that Super Bowl uh, winning team is gone. It it looks like. And, you know, they lost Jalen Ramsey, of course, their star corner. Because, yes, they got all these star players, but you have to realize cap space and you can't pay all these players all this money. So they had to trade him, and that's what it's going to get you. So... Not even much to say about this defense because there's really nothing to say because there's no one that most of you would even know of because, frankly, I'm a big NFL fan and I don't know a lot of these players. So that's the Rams, though. It's kind of crazy how they went from the top to the bottom that fast, and uh, it's not normal you see that. But we'll go now to the Arizona Cardinals, a team that I just don't like that much I'm sorry I just am not a fan of Kyler Murray very uh has a big ego um and 
he's just not good, personally. I think if you look at, like, the top 16 quarterbacks in the league, I don't think he falls in there. And he's a question mark. And the Cardinals gave him a lot of money. And he hasn't really proved he's worth that yet. I mean, he hasn't had a star year. And with this offense, I don't see this happening uh, this year. You know, lo- uh, lost DeAndre Hopkins. You know, his star receiver. When James Conner's your RB1, I mean, no disrespect to James Conner. But um, he's not an RB one. He he can he can score those touchdowns, but he's not an RB one. And then Marquise Brown at your wide receiver one was barely a wide receiver one in Baltimore when they had no receivers either. And then Rondell Moore, you know, he's a speedster, but as your wide receiver too, he's kind of undersized. So. This whole team's undersized. You know, Kyler Murray. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to. But this Arizona team is just kind of in limbo, one might say. They got Zach Ertz at tight end. He's on the wrong side of 30. And their O-line, I think, is really their only looking like a bright spot. You know, drafted Paris Johnson Jr., which I thought was a very solid pick. They got to protect little brother back there. They could have gone defense, but, you know, with Will Anderson gone, I think, you know, I think they, I, no, well, they traded out, but I love their trade out. They got a lot of great draft picks, so I think they, they won that, that draft, that first round for sure. But Paris Johnson, you that's the guy they wanted. They ended up trading back and trading back in to get him, but worked out for them. They got their guy. Now defense kind of similar to the Rams. Not a lot of guys um, people recognize. And the guys that they, you do recognize, like Buda Baker, wants out. Um, you know, they lost Byron Murphy to the Minnesota Vikings. And there's just not a star player on this defense either, unless you say Buda Baker, who, who knows if he'll be on the Cardinals uh, come September. So... I think both the Cardinals and the Rams are kind of, uh, they know, at least the Cardinals know that they can't really compete this year. And I think the Rams are probably going in thinking they can, but I think they won't either. I know it's a weak conference, but I think the both these teams need a lot of help. And these two are definitely the bottom teams of this division, and now let's get to the top teams. The Seattle Seahawks, you know, last season shocked the world. Geno Smith shocked the world. Maybe not the world, but the, the, the country. The NFL fans, one might say. You know, I had them going last in the NFL personally. And they made the playoffs, and I think they'll make the playoffs this coming year too. Geno Smith, you know, balled out, got himself a second contract like he deserved. And I think he's a great leader for this team. Kenneth Walker, great running back, rookie last year. Personally, I think he could have won the Offensive Rookie of the Year. But, you know, Garrett, no disrespect to Garrett Wilson. But a great running back for cheap, you know, 
you don't want to be paying those running backs. It's not, it's not a good time to be a running back right now. But if you're uh, still in your rookie contract, then uh, the NFL teams are happy about that. Still got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now Jackson Smith and Jigba. That is a big three of receivers. Geno Smith is going to love Jackson Smith and Jigba coming out of the slot. Best receiver in the draft class, and they got him at 20 with their their second first-round pick. I love that pick. And Noah Fant, you know, still at tight end with Will Disley as well. I think both tight ends can be role players, but they already got three offensive weapons or receivers that are going to be great. So Noah Fant and Will Disley aren't going to have to do too much. Their O-line, um, you know, Charles Cross is, is solid, but other than that, maybe could use some work there. But, you know, it, it panned out last season, and I'm really loving this offense a lot. I love the draft pick of Jackson Smith and Jigba, and um, I think Geno Smith is really going to love that. Now we go to their defense. You know, Tariq Woolen, the corner last year, great rookie corner. And then they pair him up with this new rookie, De- uh, Devin Witherspoon. You know, picking him at number five thanks to Denver's um, draft pick. And I think I love building from the secondary. You know, I think it's important to have young cornerbacks and two young quarter- uh, cornerbacks that are, are, are very solid, hopefully with Witherspoon panning out. Still got Jamal Adams, who, you know, people kind of forgot about him, but hopefully he returns to his New York Jets form. And then they uh, they re-signed their old buddy, buddy uh, Bobby Wagner. You know, he, he leaves Seattle, goes to the Rams for one year, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back to Seattle. Smart move on him. And then they still got, you know, Jordan Brooks, who is, you know, kind of, He's he's a good player, not, you know, he was a first-round pick. I think that raised some question marks, but still a good player. And, you know, look, it's looking like, if you look at their secondary, they're trying to build a Legion of Boom 2.0. You know, I'm not saying they're a Legion of Boom, but they're trying. And um, that's how Seattle won a bunch of games, you know, 10 years ago. And hopefully they can keep winning games now. But I think now they're more built on the offense than the defense. But Seattle, you know, I, I'm i excited to watch them play next year, and I'm excited to watch Geno. And then the 49ers, the, you know, first in the NFC West last year, but big question marks, of course, at quarterback. They signed Sam Darnold because, you know, last year they thought three quarterbacks was enough, and it wasn't. But the Jimmy G era is over, and it's Brock Purdy now. Or is it? Because they still have, remember that guy, Trey Lance, they drafted third overall when they traded up to get him. Do you remember that? Well, what are they going to do with him? But you can't just, like, bench Purdy after he led him to the NFC Championship. And I know he's still questionable. Who knows if he'll start week one. But if it's not Purdy, will it be Lance or Darnold? And if it's Lance, will he stay the starter? Or when Purdy's healthy, will he replace him so there's lots of question marks with the 49ers at quarterback but their roster overall is just so damn good that it honestly does not matter who's at their quarterback best running back in the league christian mccaffrey now he'll have a full year with the 49ers 
And they also have Elijah Mitchell, who honestly is a great running back. I drafted him in fantasy last year because I thought that he would be kind of a hidden gem, which he started off the year that they got hurt. Then I'm like, okay, well, he's going to come back. But then they traded for McCaffrey, and I was like kind of screwed. But he's a great RB2, probably one of the better ones in the NFL. And then their RB3, one might say, or uh, wide receiver one, Debo Samuel. You know, just a great Swiss Army knife on offense. Paired with Brandon Ayuk, also a Swiss Army knife on offense. So I love those two players there. Obviously one of the better tight ends in the league. One of the best tight ends in the league. Excuse me, George Kittle. You know, still still a stud. And then, of course, Kyle Juszczyk, the, the fullback in the NFL. Still got Trent Williams and uh, Aaron Banks. You know, this offense is it's pretty great. Like I said, it kind of just depends on the quarterback. Then we go to their defense, which somehow got better with uh, Javon Hargrave. They replaced Javon Kinlaw with Javon Hargrave. Gave him a big deal. Took him from the team that beat him in the NFC Championship to the Philadelphia Eagles. Put him alongside Eric Armstead. Put him alongside Nick Bosa. That's looking like a scary, scary uh, defensive line. Still got the best linebacker in the league, Fred Warner, with a very underrated linebacker, Dre Greenlaw. Uh, their corners could probably use a little bit of help. That's probably their weakest point. But when you have a great safety, uh, Hafunga, one of the better safeties in the league, if not the best, they have three guys on this team that are in the top. You know, honestly, they have four guys on the team that are probably in the top three or five in their respective positions in Hargrave, Bosa, Warner, and Hafunga. So, like, I just sped through that, and they also have the best left tackle in the league, best running back in the league. They got a lot of best. And they should win this division. They should go back to the NFC title game, honestly. The 49ers have been good for a long time, as long as, you know, I've been a fan of football. They've always been good with, you know, the Kaepernick, Alex Smith. But they haven't won one in a while. So, could this be the year for the San Francisco 49ers? We'll see. But that's the roster reset for the NFC West. I guess let me place them in uh, order of what I think it'll be. I think it'll be very similar to last year. But I honestly, curveball, I'm putting Seattle number one. I know it was just hyping up the 49ers, but I think Seattle's really going to figure it out even more next year, and I think they're going to take uh, first in that division. San Francisco, second, probably one game behind. Um, and then I'll have the Rams third and the Cardinals fourth to, to round it out. But that's the roster reset for the NFC West. I hope you guys enjoyed that quick episode, and I'll be back with uh, the NFC uh, South next. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed.